good music. I really appreciate that, really fitting with the sermon and acceptable words. Take your Bibles. We're going to be in... uh, Am I on? Can you hear me? We're going to be in Psalms... uh, I knew where I was. I have the scripture memorized. I'll wake up here in a moment, but uh, 1914. Took a little trip. Some of you guys will know that, but anyway. A couple of things I want to mention. Uh, we're talking about the fall festival. It's what we did last year. We're going to be doing it out here. It's the last Wednesday night of October, and we're going to uh, kind of do the same thing we did last year. And so we had a great time. The community. A lot of kids came out. It's a good time for us to interact, so I encourage you to come be a part of that. Also, a lot of you know Mary Allen. Her son, John Allen, I believe, died yesterday. And so we don't know any more details. <coughs> I don't know what you're... Just, just say it. Okay, so this is not on. Okay. Well, it's showing green. I'm going to use a handheld. And I'm not going to worry about it. So, is this one going to work? Blue. Blue. Testing. One, two. There's also one set in here. On. All right. Thank you. And the next juggling act. No. Hey. Everybody awake now? All right. The fellowship that we did last year, we're doing a similar thing out here. It's the last Wednesday night of the month, and it's good for the community. So you guys did a great job. We're going to make it easy come out there and have a good time of fellowship. So that's what that it's about. Mary Allen's son, John Allen, died, I believe, yesterday. We don't know any details on funeral arrangements, but be in prayer for the family. And so we're going to open up with prayer today. Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you for the opportunity to be here. And I just, Holy Spirit, we know that you're here today. And I just ask that you speak. I pray that we're obedient to you in whatever we need to do. I ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Oh, I titled this sermon, Acceptable Words, and we're in Psalms 19.14. And the thing about it is, uh, this you can't go wrong. We went a few Wednesday nights uh, back, a lot of Wednesday nights back, we went through a series called Praying Scripture. And as we're talking about prayer, uh, you saw the announcement for Wednesday nights. We, we are to be a house of prayer, and we should have the habit of prayer. And so on Wednesday nights, and we're willing to do it at other times, we're going to start on Wednesday night. If you come at 6.30, we're going to have a time of concentrated prayer. You can be out here if you're not wanting to pray or coming in. That's why we're doing it over here in, in David Hunter's uh, classroom. But if you've been wanting to pray corporately, Dan's going to kind of head that up for us on this. And it'll be a time, and eventually we get some ideas. We'll have a weekly prayer list and stuff like that so we can get in the habit of prayer. But you can't go wrong praying Scripture. And so, again, just because I learn a verse doesn't mean you should, but the verses I quote are ones that I had to learn for myself. And so, as a minister and as a person, I pray this prayer a lot when I go into difficult situations. Lord, let the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Can't go wrong praying that. We're going to talk about acceptable words. And they're just not potty words that you don't speak, you know, potty mouth or the foot in the mouth uh, 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 
words. Like, you know, Tim Hawkins, Christian comedian, talks about songs that you don't sing at a wedding. Like, heard it from a friend who heard it from a friend who heard it from a friend that you're messing around. Okay, you don't sing that as a wedding, and at a wedding, okay? And so uh, that foot and mouth, you know, grocery store, not that I've ever done this. When's the baby due? And they go, what baby? You know, I mean, I've never done that, but come on, all right? Uh, <laughs> to know when and what and how to speak. See, there's a lot of times Proverbs says that you're considered wise if you keep your mouth shut. And acceptable words are changing. Um, talking about the past few weeks about the sins that God's clearly about, about you know homosexuality or about abortion or these things, a lot of people would say that was hate speech. And there's no hate in me. I'm just pursuing the word of God and we need to love people that are struggling with these things. But that is considered, depending on what circle, that these could be hate speech. And so what we have to understand, it's not so much what people think are acceptable, what does God think is acceptable. And so it goes beyond cussing. It can be, is there a snake in here or something? Is that this doing? You want me to switch mics or we got a hiss going on here? Okay. You guys are just messing with me today, aren't you? Well, this one's a hello. Can you can you hear me now, or is it really low, or what? Good. We got good people back there. I appreciate them. So put up with me. So to know when and what and how to speak. You ever been there? Yeah, I'm there all the time. And you can make a choice to speak worldly. Can you hear me? Is it on? You can make a choice, okay. Usually I can do it here, okay. You can make a choice to speak worldly words, unacceptable words, or godly acceptable words. And so today I want you to speak that your, your goal, your action step is to speak acceptable words. And your points are spelled under the word words. And so we're going to look at that today. And so in this psalm, this was the time of Ezra, and we see the voice of the sinner praying, a prayer of a sinner to be forgiven from God. And once we've been made right with God, we're called to communicate uh, with uh, God and to communicate in that way. 2 Corinthians 13, 14 says this, The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. We need the Holy Spirit to help us speak acceptable words. And again, we're not just talking about cussing. I have never had an issue with cussing. And it's not because I'm a pastor or anything like that. It's just like, why are you saying that? It makes no sense. But now in our society, we've got so many age groups here. There are certain words I could say that you wouldn't be offended by. And there are other ones that I could say that you would be offended by. And then ones that I, I'm not going to say any of these. Okay, come on. All right. Or there would be ones I'd say that hopefully we would all be offended by. But I go back to the English language, it changes. And depending on what generation you're in, that word doesn't mean what you thought it meant when you were younger. And so it's like a minefield. And I don't think we need to worry about it. I just think we need to let the Holy Spirit empower us to speak acceptable words. To walk with God in holiness. To walk with God acceptably. So look at Psalms 19 14. Let the words of my mouth 
and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. So the words of my mouth, what I personally say, the meditation of my heart, what is in the core? What is really me? And you know, I, I mentioned this on Wednesday night, you miss out on the preview. Again, I've never had any problem with cussing. Never have. And I feel I can control my mouth, have no desire just to cuss in front of anybody. But I, I feel sometimes when I'm by myself and I'm in a tree stand and something drops, a cuss word came out. Never had an issue before with that. And I'm like, this is stupid. Where is that coming from? And what you're saying, okay, get rid of him. We're going to have a uh, uh, kick him out after this. We'll go. Uh, that's where God leads you. But what I'm trying to tell you is I am trying to tell you that as a person, we all struggle with the why. Why am I saying this? Why am I not saying this? Because I don't want to be that person in the nursing home that's lost their mind. They said he was a pastor and I'm cussing like a seller all the time. I want, I mean, not that we've been there, okay? But you know what I'm saying? You know, I would hope the words would be, hey, I love God and all this kind of stuff and a nice little smile. And so this is where the meditation of our heart. Why is this coming out? And I've really been thinking about this. And I think it's personally... Heather and I have degrees in broadcasting, and when, that was a long time ago when we got them. And at that time, one letter, a letter is a handwritten thing on paper, kids, and we used to put an envelope and a stamp on it and send it, and now you have an email or a text or whatever, a twitch, you know, whatever you want to call it. And so one letter, if you heard a potty word on TV, one letter that's saying, that's bad, I don't want to hear that, represented 10,000 people if you, you sent that in. I don't know what it is now, but I want you to understand how the rating system on TV is a good thing because we used to not have a rating system. If you notice after a commercial, the rating comes up and there's certain times of night. There, I don't, I'm not into Axe body spray. Maybe I, I need to, but uh, I, I use something else. But here's the deal. Um, an Axe commercial... There's a clean one before 9 o'clock, and that same commercial gets a little bit dirtier after 9 o'clock. I've actually seen that before, and I want you to understand the ratings. Now, right after the commercial, you know what you're getting into. But before that, here's, here's what television and movies do, specifically television. They will present a word, and if nobody complains about it, guess what? It becomes common. Let's think about all the words that I'm not making less of it, that our kids and grandkids are saying or could be saying that they don't view that as really dirty comparably. And so, and then you get the English language, hardest language in the world for anybody to learn because we change the meanings of words or words have multiple meanings. Again, getting off track a little bit, but I want you to understand the dynamics that we're dealing with. I mean, going back to an old man that's just cussing that he was a pastor in the nursing home, the meditation of our heart. Core. Be acceptable. Walk worthy to the Lord that we, that we are faithfully increasing in the knowledge of God, in God's sight. Who is God? He is our rock, our redeemer, an unbroken fellowship with God and the basis of redemption. Our primary purpose of our creation and redemption is communion with God. We were designed for a relationship with God. In the garden, we chose to sin. 
that relationship's been broken. We struggle with sin nature. When we come to Christ he, as our Redeemer, He becomes our rock, and we begin to work on that broken relationship that will be complete when we are united with Christ. And so the source, let's look at the source, the mouth and the heart. The tongue is the source of sin. James 3, 6 says this, And the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, uh, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life, and set on fire by hell. Wow. Here, if we can control, like a ship has, a huge ship has a rudder, as James talks about, a horse has a bit to control a huge animal. The tongue is a very powerful thing. One tongue that we need to guard and that we need to know when to speak and to speak acceptable words. A good tongue benefits everyone. Good words come out of a good heart and a mind are our core. And so this is why I mention this verse a lot, 2 Corinthians 10.5, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against God and putting every, every thought into obedience to Christ. I want you to understand this. We all know that sin starts in the mind. And we all know that we have two ears and we have eyes. And that little song, be careful little eyes what you see. Be careful little ears what you hear. We need this garbage in, garbage out. I understand we are, I'm not just talking about cussing. Acceptable words, you can speak as nice as you want and be as mean. I talked about that I work with the police cadets and we do scenarios and I get to play the nosy neighbor or a criminal. And all the time I'll have cops that are working with these cadets and they'll say, I find when I cuss with the criminals that makes them snap too or this. And what's interesting, you know, we're listening to a lot of cussing and all this kind of stuff and here I'm the only one that got arrested and I didn't cuss. I can be mean. And I can speak unacceptable words without cussing. So if you just leave it at that level, you need to understand at the core, your tongue, man, your tongue can be vicious and you never can have an issue with one section of it. Good words, cannot come, good words come out of a good heart and a mind. And it's either garbage in or garbage out or it's good things in and good things come out. We have a choice whether we're going to speak in Deuteronomy 30:19, life or death every day. There's some days we're speaking death. Dead words that don't encourage or uplift or point to God. The world provokes us to evil, but the word prompts us to holiness. We've got to be in the word. We've got to put more God into us than the world. And I think that's what the issue is. Is that, you know, how much time, it's not about spending hours in Bible study, but even praise and worship and the music. And, you know, I, I love good 80s music. I'm not going to diss that. There's good music, period. But if we're going to walk in this world, we've got to have more God in us than anything else. We have the Holy Spirit, but we need to really think about the things we're letting into our lives. And we need to be first in the Word consistently. Your first feeling, if we're going to speak acceptable words, we need to be in the Word. Not just reading it, studying it, but memorizing it. Learned a lot of scriptures I'm going to share with you today about that deal with acceptable speech. Because again, it's not even about the issue of cussing. I, I mean, I, I can say sarcastically mean stuff. And if people start laughing at me, like I was at the corn shack with the youth and it was all coming back to me, I was talking smack. 
to the youth, you know, and we were having fun, but I have to watch that, you know, <laughs> you know that kind of thing. Again, we've got to think about, we've got to have the word in us. It may be funny at the time when you say it, but it may not be acceptable. We need to pray for a holy life. Uh, we need to pray for a holy life in all that we do. The mouth, the heart, the mind are the source of acceptable or unacceptable words. So we need to understand what am I using these things that God has given me for? What's at my core? Next, we have the action of our words. Acceptable uh, in your sight is what it says. What is acceptable to God? What is God's standard? What is holy, set apart? And points to God. We need to ask that. Is this, am I speaking life, godly things, or am I speaking dead things? Things that get nobody nowhere. Society standards, if we speak about absolutes and if we speak about sin, they're saying it's hate speech. You can say it in a bad way, and it can sound like hate speech, but... Just presenting the Word. If you just read the Word, uh, I mean, if we took these, uh, not to just do portions of Scripture, but if we, if we went and read Romans chapter 1, just read it, and we got a Morgan Freeman to read it, because, you know, he's always the voice of God, okay, or whatever. And, and you just put that on a speaker at Walmart, I think some people would kind of get upset about that when you get to certain parts of Romans chapter 1. Yet neutral, and you got Morgan Freeman, voice of God, right? And yet, we can't go off society. Uh, become acceptable, and so we need to speak against sin. There are absolutes that there, men and women are different, and that we need to celebrate those differences. That there's only one mankind, that God's not looking upon color, but that He died for all, and all are sinful. If we say these things so many times, they may not be acceptable to society, but they are to God. Become acceptable to speak against them, unacceptable. If we, if we don't, uh, we receive the wrath of God and His judgment. If we don't speak acceptable words and speak God's words, people are facing God's wrath and His judgment. And how will they know, know if we don't go and tell them and live that? The psalmist is praying that his conduct will be high and holy and true, to be acceptable uh, to God above man. And, only ma uh, and it only really matters what God thinks. And we need to understand that. Acceptable words are clean words. They're, um, they're not vulgar. They're careful words. They're not careless. Now, that's where I get in trouble. We can speak a careless word. We want them to know. I've got to say it, when I should just shut up. And social media is making it worse. This is why I unfollow people. Because I'm, so, I'm, I'm so scared, man, oh, I want to I make a comment there, but I'm not going to. Careful, not careless words. Christian words, godly words, whatsoever, like the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. We need to speak those uplifting words. Um, Ephesians 4.29, a scripture that I learned. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as good for building up, as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear it. Now that is a packed verse. The word corrupting, no bad, rotten, poor quality, unfit, unfit spoiled fruit. 
we're down to two chickens, a chicken and a rooster. And we had started with 20. Yeah, we got some varmints, and we aren't going to start with new chickens till after the winter. So I put the chicken, it was a raccoon that got it because the head's gone, but the whole body of the chicken's there. So if you guys need dinner tonight, let me know. I can tell you where I put the chicken. But that happened a couple days ago, and I put it in the back of my wife's truck. It wasn't stinking, though. That's what's interesting, okay? But I threw it on the way to church. I threw it in a disclosed location on the way out of my house. But you ever forgot about something in the car? Um, when we were in Oklahoma, my wife had gotten chicken at the store, raw chicken, and it was in the summer, and she forgot she left it in the van. I think it may have been for 10 days. I'm not sure, because we had kids then, dirty diapers. What well, You can't smell a difference, but anyway. But no, I mean, oh my goodness, and getting that smell out of that van. I think we sold it to a guy who couldn't smell, but I'm not sure. But anyway, uh, <laughs> it was before COVID. No, you can smell and taste, okay, whatever. But anyway, here's the deal. That's what corrupting means. Think of the nastiest smell. Yeah, you just went there. That's what it's talking about when our speech is not acceptable to God. It's rotten. It's the word putrid. Spell that one, because I'd have to think about it, okay? It's poor quality. It's like, I don't even want to say spoiled fruit, because spoiled fruit, but I'm talking about, it's weird the chicken didn't smell. But anyway, but we've all been there. But we need to have good, which means useful, building up that it edifies, that fits the occasion. Here's the problem so many times. We may speak something rightly, but at the wrong time been there, done it myself, it's happened to me, right before a sermon, pastor, I want to tell you something, thank you, it's not that you shouldn't, but that's just me, but we've all been there when we haven't done it in a timely way, and it may not be a fitting way, somebody has been through a, a tragic death or an accident, and we quote Romans 8.28, for all things work together for those who love God to those who are called according to his purpose, I don't blame them if they don't backhand them and smack them. Because that is a good verse to understand, but at that time, I wouldn't pull that one out of the drawer. Fitting. Timely. The goal is to give grace. Grace is God's unmerited favor to those who hear it. In other words, when that word comes out of your mouth, did that help the situation, or did it hurt the situation? If you've been a parent... <laughs> We've all been there, you know, and, and those things. It is good speech. It's acceptable speech that instructs, encourages, uplifts, is timely, fitting, and valuable, and priceless. Proverbs 25, verses 11 and 12 says, A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in a, silver, in a setting of silver, like a gold ring or an ornament or, or of gold is wise reprover to a listening ear. You know, I know you're all praying for me. I know you all encourage me. I'm not just saying, you are a wonderful church and we love it here. But a lot of times, I'm not even talking about you, a lot of times people forget, you know, to, to, to stop and say, you know, I want to pray for the pastor. And I got a phone call the other day and, you know, it's from the Southern Baptist organization. That's who we are. And I'm not ashamed of that. But a lot of times when they call, they want something. Okay, let's just get real. Okay. And, or when people call and say they want to pray for you, they want something, okay? I mean, an organization. Uh, um, 
But this was from, I'm, I'm a disaster relief chaplain and in our Southern Baptist North American Mission Board, that's who commissions us. And this was a chaplain from there. And they just called to wish me a happy birthday and they really listened and they wanted to pray for me and they prayed specifically for me. I'm not trying to make us cry. I know all of you pray for me. But that's one of the things I miss about Jim. Jim and I met about every week, usually on Wednesday nights before, and we would get in there, and I know any of you would do the same, so I'm not making anybody feel any less. But what we need to see here is that words fitly spoken. When that person called me, that was like a, a golden apple. It was a precious thing that you really listened to me. You really prayed for me. We can all do that. I try to do that with you. I'm not going to usually tell you I'll pray for you later. I'm going to tell you why, because I'll probably forget about it. Not that I want to forget about you. But guys, if somebody needs prayer, stop and do it. Right there. Or if somebody needs encouragement, don't wait. Now some of you guys, because I'm not going to do the handwriting, when you get a, a note from somebody or they post on Facebook that, hey, I got a note from the church, but I don't know who wrote it because I can't understand my handwriting as pastor. Okay, we won't get into that, okay? I'm not bitter, I'm better, okay? But I'm saying those, a lot of you have those skills where you have beautiful handwriting. You can Think about how precious a card is in the society today to get one. Because the only mail we're getting now is junk mail or Amazon, you know? Whatever God's geared you, those are pieces of gold. Those are precious. So your next fill acceptable word starts when our standard is God's standard. This is why you need to be in the Word of God. Because he's not, again, English language changed. There are some words now that are horrible cuss words to us that are not cuss words to the next generation. And this is where it goes both ways in the weaker brother. We don't need to be vulgar. We need to think about why we're saying anything. But we also need to understand there's a standard. It's not the fact that this means this and this means this now. It's like, what's at our core and why am I saying this? This is why you need to be in the Word. I'm sharing with you scriptures that show God's standard on how we should speak and why we should speak. Our standard is God's standard. Know and make your goal God's standard. The reason we hold on to God's standard is He's our Savior, my Redeemer. We need to be saved before, uh, before uh, we can uh, be strong, before we can walk with God. And see, if you try to do this on your own, it's not going to work. And even if you have the Holy Spirit, it's hard because people push you and you're like, don't, please don't. Please don't get me to the point that I'm either going to walk off or I'm going to say something I regret. Hopefully I just walk off, you know. But we need to be saved first. One, we can't do this on our own. And when you, when you realize you're a sinner and you ask Christ in your life, then you receive the Holy Spirit and you need to tap into the power of the Holy Spirit to know when to speak and when not to speak. And the words of your mouth would be acceptable. He's our Redeemer. It involves a price. You, your sin, despite how our society is, guess what? Somebody's got to pay for it. And everyone's destined to hell. And Christ came and lived a perfect life, was tempted in all ways and did not sin. He took your, your punishment and my punishment upon him. He died and was buried and rose on the third day. Victory. 
He's paid for it, but you have to. He's holding a check out with the payment of your sin. And you, what you have to do, for those of you who know how to check in, it's a paper thing where you get money, okay? I know that one. But you, Sue, you would sign the back of it, and then you could cash the check. You have to sign that, yes, Jesus paid it. I will accept that payment. And then the Holy Spirit enters your life. He, it, it was a costly. He gave His Son. And notice this, He is our strength. God gives us strength to live a holy life. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And to speak good words. Philippians 2.13 says, For God is working in us, giving us the desire to obey Him and the dunamis power to obey Him. We can speak, your next fill in, we can speak acceptable words because we rely on God's salvation and strength. It's not even about the cussing issue. There are so many times I'm going into really interesting situations, really difficult situations, and you've all been there. This is why I pray that prayer. Lord, help me know when to speak. Help me know what to speak. And you know what I'm relying on? Holy Spirit. You can't have the power of the Holy Spirit unless you let God save you and ask Him in and He let Him redeem you and then He begins to work in your life and you need to lean into the power. Because a few weeks ago we talked about prayer and we talked about grumbling and when you don't even know what to say, the Holy Spirit intercedes for us. So don't you think the Holy Spirit can give you the power to know the Kenny Rogers theology, to know when to hold Him, to know when to fold Him, to know when to walk away and to know when to run? I'm praying this all the time. Not specifically that song. But it helps. Is the fact of this. Should I speak? Should I go? I'm leaning hard into that. You want to try on your own? Go for it. And you know what? You're going to have your foot in your mouth more than not. Alright, so rely on God's salvation and strength. We can, we, we can do it. We need to pray to God to help us, to the Holy Spirit. The goal to give the goal to give grace to all, our goal is to give grace to all who hear. That's God's undeserved merit. Because we've been saved and redeemed by grace, we should give and live in grace and all we say and do. Now that's another thing. We like grace for ourselves. Maybe we really haven't received it, but everybody else, I, man, God, they're not changing. They're still being difficult. I was going to say a but. All right, but I'm trying to be acceptable, right? But they're being difficult. We need to give them grace. Colossians 3.13. Uh, I have this one memorized, but I'm freezing up on it. Uh, you must make allowances for each person. That forget, uh, you must make allowances for each person who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Why did I learn that? Because there's people in life that you're like, they're not changing and I don't like them. But God's grace, there was times I wasn't changing. There was times I wasn't likable. And there's times I'm not likable. And I need His grace. We need to speak grace. Colossians 4, 6 says this, Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. We know, let's just be honest, we can fix something, and that flavor does not come out till salt hits it. And that grace is the seasoning that we need to layer our speech in. We need to be, let your speech 
always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. Always uh, be gracious, seasoned with salt. Salt prevents corruption. Christians' acceptable speech shouldn't decay um, true life, rather a person's true life. In other words, salt also preserves. So it, our speech shouldn't bring the, the, everything down, but it should preserve true life. It should point to God and eternal life in our speech. And it should influence others to set a godly standard in an ungodly, decaying world. Salt preserves. Grace preserves. They may not like where you're at at that time, but you're showing grace. And the goal is they come to Christ. We need gracious, spiritual, wholesome, fitting, kind, sensitive, purposeful, complementary, gentle, truthful, loving, thoughtful. Acceptable words are, your next fill-in, drowning in grace. I want you to think about that. Drowning in grace. We've all been there. I made my first batch of chili, my award-winning Bass Chapel chili the other day. And you know your first batch, you had to adjust. And I don't know who I'm going to give the secret recipe to, but it's probably going to be the Smith's kids because my kids could care less. I'll get the secret recipe to because they ate uh, like 50 pounds of it. They're still eating it. Okay, whatever. But I made my first batch. My wife was ready for it. She goes, there's too much chili powder in this. Oh, I gave one of the, one of the seasonings away on my chili that there's chili powder in it. Okay, whatever. You guys need to wake up, okay? Anyway, just to, and you know, I tasted it, and I was like, yeah, she was right, okay? You can't over-season grace. You know what I mean? You can't. Now, again, grace doesn't mean what you did was right, and they get to the point. Grace, uh, you, you can tell the truth in a gracious way. Society says grace is not telling the truth. That's not grace. That's a lie. And that's why most people are headed to hell because they're not hearing the truth. They're not hearing. We need to drown people in grace. And guys, the only way I can do that is realize how much I need God's grace and the Holy Spirit. Because everything in my flesh wants me to go off on somebody. And I'm a really, I mean, I'm a naturally geared person that I stew and I'm passive aggressive, so I'll deal with it later. I'm the one that will slash your tires. Not really, but, um, you know, that, that kind of thing. All of you deal with it different ways. But we need to drown people in grace. Because we've been drowned in grace. God is, um, so Colossians, you know, uh, anyway, so drowning in grace. Why should we do this? How can we do this? Coloss here's Colossians 3.8 and Philippians 4.8 that I'm going to go over. Are your, I'm, these are... These are the ways that you this week can start working on acceptable speech. And again, if you're thinking it's just about cussing, wow, that's none of that. It's so much more. Colossians 3.8 says this, But now you must put them all away, anger, wrath, malice, slander, obscene talk from your mouth. See, a lot of us will say, I struggle with this, but, I'm not, but what we're really saying is I'm going to do nothing about it. You know what? I know I'm transparent with you, but there's nothing in me that wanted to share Wednesday night and tonight that, hey, your pastor, this is going on in his life. But I'm trying to set an example that if we don't get real, we just get comfortable with our stuff. And I don't, I've just got a few years till I lose my mind, and I don't want to be the cussing guy in the nursing home. 
Okay, all right. But <laughs> you know, where'd that come from? Okay, he never used to do that. So I, 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 well, starting some sarcastic stuff. I'll dial it back. Okay, but what this is talking about is when you're saved. One, our righteousness is as filthy rags. But when we're saved, we, re we receive Christ's righteousness, but yet we keep the dirty clothes on. Well, I got my new Jesus pants on, and I got my new Jesus shirt, but my Jesus, these aren't Jesus socks, and they stink. If you got soccer players, we're in year 12 of soccer. This is it. This is the, 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 the banner year we're getting done with it. And the little grandson, we got to wait a while, but he can dribble the ball. But if you haven't been in a car with stinky soccer socks, you have not lived. Oh my goodness. I was in the truck the other day and he left his clothes in there. It's like I had to take them out before I drove my wife's truck. Okay? It just stunk. But that's what we do so many times. Oh, he cleaned me up at this part. These are my lucky socks. But he's saying, put off anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Let's unpackage that. Anger, deep, that means deep, smoldering bitterness. I think, again, I'm not getting more sinful as I get older. I think I'm getting closer to God, and he's saying, look, you know, you've kind of done okay with this, but here's the real problem, and I want to put my finger on it, and if you'll let me deal with it, we'll really get to the heart of it. And so here's the deal. I have to deal with bitterness, especially when somebody doesn't change, and I'm trying to. Well, it's not about them. Guess who it's about? Me. And so that anger definition means deep, smoldering bitterness. I was burning some stuff in our burn barrel. That's why we call it a burn barrel. And I was done, and I found one more thing to burn, okay, because I want to burn stuff. No. Okay, I put it in there. The fire was out, but I noticed after a, a, a time, I saw smoke coming out of the burn barrel. That's a lot of you. Oh, I'm not really angry about that, but they're still very difficult, and I don't like them. And, and you know, there's people we're not going to like. It didn't say hate, and there's people we need to set boundaries with. But this anger is, means deep, smoldering bitterness. It's a hard attitude, and that's what I'm trying to get to in my life and what I want you to get to in your life. What's in the heart? Wrath, God, uh, uh, out of God's control, um, right, and sudden outburst. It's uncontrolled anger. A lot of us can keep it together, but there's somewhere, somehow, we let that out. Maybe that's not you. Maybe it is. Malice means damage caused by evil speech. May not, may not be cussing. It may be the fact you did a zinger, and you got it in a timely way, and it was horrible. Or the fact, like I talked about abortion last week, the fact when we don't speak for those that can't speak for themselves, or when we do, we don't speak correctly. That's evil. Just one example. But we can do that in tons of ways. Slander. Um, blaspheming God. Let's get real here. This is not societal. When you say God, and you're not pointing to Him, or Jesus pointing to Him, that is one of the Ten Commandments. Do not use the Lord's name in vain. When you say OMG on a text, stop it. Take it off your quick things. Because that's saying, oh my God, and that is using God's name in vain. And that is our creator. That is our father. And that is one of the Ten Commandments. So you need to ask God forgiveness. Take it off your phone. Get it out of your conversation. 
Because if society doesn't value God, and now I'm not so sure on regular TV, but the name of Jesus is thrown around all the time as a, as a byword. And when I hear someone say it, I try to put it, keep it together, but normally I'll say, that's my Savior. I'm not trying to make you feel bad. That is in the Ten Commandments, and wherever you're at, whatever age you're at, old or young, stop it if you know Christ. Because what you're doing is you're devaluing God and you're telling everybody else, well, he's nothing. Using the Lord God's name in vain. That's what that means right there. Uh, slander. We can do that to other. Obscene talk. That means foul, low, filthy, dirty talk. Again, you can do all that without cussing. Into windows. That's not where you look into window. Sexually or anything where you know, we all know what you're talking about. That's just one example. God is telling us to take off the unacceptable talk. Psalms 141.3 says this, Set guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. We need to watch our mouths. I'm talking about myself, too. And I do pretty good on all that. But in this area, by myself, when something happens, that comes out. Or in the car and I'm driving, it's like, you idiot, what are you doing? I can't, you can't hawk at people, all right? Don't do that because we'll probably all get shot. People just are crazy, right? But, you know, um, we need to put a guard over our mouths. Why? Because Matthew 12, 34, this is one of the first ones I learned. Um, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. What you're putting in is going to come out in your mouth. What you're listening to, what you're reading, it's going to come out of your mouth. Because you're going to think it's acceptable. So guess what? You need to start with, hmm, should I be watching this? Should I be listening to this? Am I in the Word enough? Am I in Christian music enough? I'm going to get in trouble. I've got to be careful on this. Whatever Christian music works for you that will minister to you and point you to God. That is really good. Um, so, out of the abundance, of, I told you guys when I was doing youth ministry, I was, I was funny. That's why when I was at the corn shuck, I had to pull out because I mean I was starting to get sarcastic. I didn't pull out then, but you know what I'm saying. Garrett's looking at me, Pastor. You said that I wasn't cussing or anything. It was just the fact of I was you know rousing or whatever. But you know I did that for a while in youth ministry till I saw my youth do it to other youth, and I realized, hmm, that's not good. And then when I realize, yeah, I am mad at you, and I'm saying it in a funny way, and you may get it later, but I got you. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So we need to guard um, what we say. We need to be on guard. And so some things for you this week at Colossians 3.8 that you need to decide, I'm going to put that off. It may not be the issue of cussing, but it may be the fact I always got to get my zinger in, or, I'm not, or I don't got enough grace in my conversation. Or I'm speaking more than I should. You know what you need to deal with. But we need to put it off. We need to be on guard and focus on uh, the whatsoevers. Philippians 4.8. You need to camp there. I told you last week that you need to go through that word list. I do Philippians 4.4 4, uh, through verse 9. But if you want to start thinking, you need to make your list. Finally, brothers, what, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is, is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, anything worthy of praise, think about these things. This is how 
whether it's speech or actions, through the Holy Spirit, you're going to start overcoming whatever you're dealing with. You need to make your list. You need to put it on your phone and your notes. You need to make a picture list or something like that. I've got a picture of my grandson. That's a good thing to, to think on. I've got a granddaughter do anytime. If I could get a phone call right now, I'm dropping the mic like it's hot and I'm heading out. Okay? But so here's the deal. What is true? What is true is found in God. What is honorable, worthy of respect, it's has character what is just which means right according to god what is pure what is sacred morally clean and undefiled what is lovely acceptable pleasing to god whatever is kind or gracious commendable sound uh, sounding well highly regarded thought well of and any excellence which is virtue uh, that is pure that is worthy of praise those are just definitions I went through and looked them up on what the Bible said. You have got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven weeks you can work on that. Just starting. Pick the one you're dealing with most. And start praying. Pray the prayer, pray the prayer God help me with this. Uh, 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 Psalms 19.14. Get to know that. Set your guard and work on the list. Be accountable. Me giving this out to you, I didn't like it, thought about it a long time, but I'm doing this to hold myself accountable. Now you're going to like, did you cuss in the deer stand, Pastor? Well, maybe I did, maybe I didn't. Get out of here. No, but Proverbs 22, uh, uh, 22 uh, 7 says this, iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. James 5, 16 says, confess your sins one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The effective prayer of a righteous man accomplishes much. Oh, Lord, on my prayer list, help pastor not to cuss. Oh, come on, get real, okay? But here's the deal. And then that we need to be accountable and then we need to, we need to be a, a doer of the word, according to James 1.22, and not a hearer only. As we stand to our feet and have a time of invitation, how's your speech? And if you think I'm just talking about your words, you didn't get anything out of this today. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. As we have a time of invitation, if you don't know Christ, you're not going to be able to do it. If you do know Christ, you need the power of the Holy Spirit working in your life. And so wherever you're at, whatever you need to do, you may need to pray, you may need to talk to someone, whatever you need to do today, be and speak life, speak acceptable words. Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you for the opportunity to be here. And I pray that we're obedient to you in all things. In your name, Jesus. Amen.